All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Guys, my name is Luke Aker. I'm the president of Reminder Media. And again, I'm without my partner in crime, Josh. Josh is on a staycation today, so he's probably sitting on his couch. I told him he has to tune into my podcast. He has to like it and give a bunch of hearts has to start some fake accounts and give those a bunch of hearts so we look better than we are. But guys, I have an unbelievable interview for you guys today. So we have, I call them the Top Advisor Marketing Boys, but they have a company called Top Advisor Marketing. And I have Kirk Lowe and Matt on the program today to share with you guys what they're doing in the space of helping advisors and helping businesses really do their digital communication. And we're going to talk specifically on this podcast about the podcasting. Literally, how do you do it in your business? You know, how do you make it work? What do you need to get started? But just to give you guys kind of a a background of who these guys are, Kirk Lowe is constantly pushing for better, more efficient financial branding and marketing. He is one of those rare professionals who graciously shares everything he's been working on, all the successes, all the failures that he's had. He's been doing this for 17 years in financial branding. Kirk has worked with independent advisors, RIAs, IMOs, BDs, helping each find their unique points of differentiation that bring to life their marketing. Kirk's clients have spanned the United States, Canada, Australia. Kirk has published many white papers. Guys, this guy is someone that has had boots on the ground helping advisors grow their business. Matt, he got started in the financial service industry about 20 years ago as a certified life and business coach. Has He's become immersed in his clients' biggest needs. He built his knowledge and expertise as a financial branding and social media expert. More recently, Matt has added podcasting to that list. Matt respects how tough it is to be great and effective at marketing while running a practice, living a life, and loving a family. He teaches advisors how to be themselves, let their passions shine through, and create strong brands that resonate with ideal prospects and centers of influence. Matt's actually published his first book called The Social Media Handbook for Financial Advisors. So with that intro, guys, Kurt, Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Thanks, hey. Luke. You're well prepared, big guy. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Guys, it's awesome to have you on. Guys, I was actually interviewed by their podcast. So definitely check that out and we'll plug that in the show notes here. But Kurt, Matt, if you guys could take a second and introduce yourself to our audience, how you got into this top advisor marketing, really what brought you here, and just give the, you know our audience kind of your story of how you got started. And then we'll jump into this topic of how to actually put a podcast together. Kirk, you want to start? Sure thing. So I've been doing podcasting for 18 years, podcasting, marketing, financial marketing for 18 years now. And was was briefly in the business, um, realized quickly that my marketing degree is what I wanted to pursue and um, have been doing my own consulting thing for that long. Uh, It's been a, a... a wonderful ride, and I think just surviving 18 years is a good thing. But um, I along agree the with way, that. become <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes we don't give ourselves credit for some of the simple stuff, the simple wins, you know. Mm, that's a great. Anyhow, point. yeah. So, um, and along the way, I've learned that sharing my expertise has been my greatest asset for moving my business forward. Not just from a standpoint of putting myself out there but from learning about 
what I want to communicate and how I deliver services and strategies and all that kind of stuff has been a big part of, um, of being better in my profession. So in our profession, I guess. So uh, 18 years, my focus is, I think probably is based on what I do best, which is branding, helping companies figure out that um, interesting little niche or a different and better way to talk about how they do it, things like that. And um, I think another gift is that I'm very practical and I like being helpful. And so that's easy to share and get on a podcast. And when Matt and I met a couple of years ago, we met before then, but uh, a little bit before then, but when we figured out that he had a radio background and I loved it, you know, be helpful. Uh, we started podcasting and we had a pot, another podcast called mod marketing as in modern marketing. And we decided to shift to topic wise marketing podcast. And I think we're at 120 or something like that. And I'm a, I'm more of an expert guest. Now I used to do all of them at the start with Matt. Uh, but now we have a lot of guests on, which has really helped us grow the podcast and our, um, and our thought leadership along with our business. And we can talk about that as we go here, but that's a huge, um, it was a huge moment in my career. Uh, we have a lot of fun and we're constantly building momentum. I don't like to say talk about leads in this case, but we're always building momentum. Yes. Leads is one of the things that happens. Opportunities, growth, communication, um, thought leadership, all kinds of wonderful things happen when you're doing this kind of stuff. So that was a long rant, but I'll let you introduce um, your stuff, Matt. No, I can testify to it too, guys. It is an unbelievable podcast and it's only gotten better and better and better. And I know you guys' listenership is growing. So it is definitely definitely something you guys have fun at, but it's definitely something worth checking out for sure. So Matt, um, you know, I guess introduce yourself and how you guys got involved. You have a background in radio. I didn't know that. So I'm learning something new about you. Yeah, I, I do have to say, Luke, it's it's very strange being on this side of the microphone. <clears throat> I'm usually on your side of the microphone. Well, I so, have some really I'm, tough I'm, questions for you, Matt. So be prepared. You know, uh, <laughs> it's I'm gonna be like <laughs> it's gonna be like a presidential uh, debate or something. I uh, I I started doing radio when I was 13. So my high school had a radio station. Uh, I still don't know why they do, but they still have it today. Um, I was Madman Matt Halloran back then. I did a heavy metal and then a gospel show. Uh, so I had a whole bunch of fun doing a, a lot of different music. And then I was the news director while I was in college after I got out of the United States Navy. Um, so uh ended up getting uh, my master's degree as a therapist. So unlike Kirk and a lot of people who are in our industry who's been a coach or consultant, I am not a financial advisor, nor have I ever been. Um, I came at it from more of a therapeutic communications, uh, how to effectively uh, influence people. And through that process, I got to meet Kirk, and, and he's going to blush, which you can tell because he's bald like I am, his whole face turns red. But um, here's the deal. I have always wanted to have mentors. So mentors has been one of my keys to success. I had Ron Carson as a mentor uh, for five years. Uh, and then before him, I had a, his name was Dr. Victor Harms, who was a PhD life coach who I learned from. Uh, before that, I've had other people too. But but I, I, met, I saw Kirk, and I said, this guy, he's got something. There's something about him. And it was the immediacy of knowing that he shared everything. And man, I'm telling you, when I implemented that into my career, um, everything changed. Uh, my relationship with Kirk has brought not only me, both personally and professionally to a different level, but have allowed me to do way, way, way better work. Um, I, I am one of the rare people who am a total flipping nerd about podcasts. I am always listening, always studying, testing out new equipment, 
uh, testing out new interview skills. I just read a great book called Herd Mentality by Celeste Headley, who's an NPR reporter, who, by the way, is going to be on our podcast. Um, super, super excited. And I really, if you, Luca, you probably remember, I'm more excited about podcasting than just about anybody. And it really comes across that way. So, uh, you know, I, I am a total spaz. Uh, I have a huge smile on my face every time I'm behind a microphone. And it's just something I, I'm super, super passionate about. Now, that's awesome. And I think you guys touched on a, a really, really key point there that I think is essential to growing any uh, business that I don't want to really miss or gloss over is that giving value and sharing. You you kind of summed it up in like sharing and being open with everything. I think so often when you're growing a business and, you know, hopefully this has not been oversaid, is that it's so easy to want to guard your secrets and guard your success. And you don't really realize that the more open you are, it's something about that. I don't know this world, the universe. It's just if you're open and you give and give and give and give, you end up receiving. When you take, 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 and take, you you really get nothing out of that. Or the things you do get, you haven't built strong relationships. And you guys know with Reminder Media, our business is built on the backbone. It's all about relationships. So let's talk about podcasting because that's you guys' expertise. That's what you're doing really with this top advisor marketing is not only do you have an unbelievable podcast that's really successful, but you're actually helping people create podcasts. Our audience is filled with real estate agents, insurance agents, financial advisors, and then a myriad of other businesses. You know, why should these business professionals think about doing a podcast? Why is podcasting something that's relevant to them, especially because they don't have a lot of time, right? They don't have a lot of people in their business. So why podcasting? I'll give you the top five reasons. Um, just in lieu of trying to keep this short, but there are a lot of reasons. The first one I think is to establish instant and deep credibility. And if you really know your stuff and you have a niche audience, your stuff will, your material or your content will resonate even more with that audience. So I think that instant deep credibility that resonates right away with your audience, that's a huge one. That'd be my number one. Number two would be achieving top of mind awareness without constantly interrupting your audience. So with podcasting, it's, it's really uh, permission marketing and people subscribe to it and they find it when they want to. It's um, so it's, it's an easy way to get in front of them that they've welcomed you into their, their phone, their living room, their kitchen, their car, you know, their earbuds, wherever they're listening to you. That's um, the third one is, is the ability to enhance your focus on what you do best and how you create value. I talked about this a little bit earlier. So doing podcasting and sharing your wisdom makes you smarter. It, it makes you consider how you want to articulate your strategy and when you put it on paper, sometimes you realize you could probably do a better job. And so it's constantly forcing that, that happened to me today. I'm writing a blog post and the way I'm writing it is forcing me to rethink, you know, I, I look at it and say, you know, will everybody understand what I'm writing here? And I kept, I keep making it better. That's and not to the point where it never gets out, but it's and almost the now, point of teaching. Like when you teach something, you understand it so much better. So doing a podcast almost makes you have to be a teacher in a way. Now, I'm not a teacher. My wife's a teacher. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, there's methodologies yeah. to teaching. There's methodologies to how you help people learn. So it's almost like you can't – it's one thing to receive information. It's another to be able to teach information. Right. So you not only get better at podcasting or whatever you're doing to deliver, if it's writing blog posts, you get better at writing – you get better at, you actually get smarter. You fine tune your, your message. And that actually becomes the message that you use to sell in your business as well. 
So it's an incredible pro, uh, pro, process. That's and if awesome. you're not following it, really, you're not getting any better like, or, or as good as you could be if you're not writing or sharing your wisdom. No, I love that. Hey, Mark, do you think I'm getting smarter doing this? Yeah, see, I'm actually asking my producer, Mark. I actually agree with you. I think the sales message and the smart, it's not, I've never really thought about it in that way myself, is that I'm actually, in, in essence, educating myself. Um, I think that's an amazing point. I want to drive that home because the more and more you have to like teach something or do something like you always say, like I always say when I teach, because I sometimes do like Sunday school lessons at the church I go to and I'm the one who benefits the most from it. And I've never thought about a podcast that way because the podcast to me seems a little bit more conversational, different, but I think that's an amazing point. We did a podcast early on. Uh, called 270 Days to a Better Practice, something like that. And we created a big infographic for it. And it was a really, I, th- I thought, well, I felt like it was a really epic podcast for us. Like it had a lot, it was a lot of work went into it. And when we put it out there, we had a lot of response to it. It went to 2,000 downloads early on. And we oh, haven't wow. had anything like that before. Like we hadn't, we hadn't broken 200, right? And this, all of a sudden, this one goes to 2,000. And what we did was we decided we tested it a little bit more testing and we realized we need to create a coaching program. So we did that um, coaching program slash, I don't know what you want to call it, but I wasn't really coaching, but a marketing program where we helped advisors work through this stuff. And, um, you know, we, uh, you know, we learned from that. It, it was a, it was a really interesting process to go through to see what it's kind of like, what, what's going to work, what messages, you know, advisors are always, if you ask an advisor when they're doing a seminar, for instance, or they're doing an invitation or whatever, and they, and you say, what are the emotional buttons for your audience? And, and what do you really give them? They'll, they'll write a list. It'll be very difficult for them. But this is kind of like testing, right? What was it in there? You know, what, what were the hot buttons that we pressed to get somebody so interested in that? Why did it go viral? You know, why, why did so many people, you know, why did people come and sign up for a program? We launched it, things like that. So it's really market testing to a degree too, which is, that's a whole other level of, of benefit. So that was number three. And we, we went on for about six or seven minutes on that. So in the span of 30 minutes, I better shorten these next couple. So inspire more referrals is the fourth one. And this is probably one of the most important of all, which is how many, how many time how, yeah, how inspired do you think? your clients and your prospects and your centers of influence are with your current marketing. And they're probably not very inspired. You probably have an average website. You probably have an average value proposition, maybe a tagline or brand. Yes or no. You may or may not have a brand most or brands or a blog, most likely not. So how inspired are they? If you have a podcast, you jack your inspiration up. Yeah. It's their inspiration up 10 times. And people's and, people's perception of you is their reality. So, yes. it, meaning, so you're. It's all about the impression you give them. Yeah. So, why would you want to deny people that? Why Why could you not have that in your business? So, that's a really huge one. Isn't being able to inspire more referrals? And I think that's how you'll get most of your clients when you do start podcasting. It's not about finding somebody sitting, you know, hanging out on iTunes looking for financial advice, <laughs> right? It's going to be. You know, John, who's a client saying, you know, you should listen to to Luke's podcast. It's fantastic. This week he talked about blah, blah, blah. You know, does your advisor have a podcast? Heck no. 
You know, I can't, I can't get them on the phone for a five minute call most of the time mm. or I'm beating up advisors. I'm just saying what these guys might say. Anyhow. <laughs> so number five is it's a great opportunity to showcase your expertise in a really personal manner. And that's, that's a great way to differentiate yourself. How can you do that now? How can you share your expertise, have per, show some personality and get people interested, allow them to experience you. The only time you can do that is, is if you're doing seminars and that everybody knows that's a sales platform, right? Mm-hmm. Or a sales event. And, or if they're in a meeting with you, guess what? That's an even more high pressure sales event, but a podcast is not. It's on their time, on their terms, in their own world. It's about, you know, listening in on a conversation like people are doing with us right now. Yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, so those are the top five. Now, those are incredible points. Incredible points. It's so funny how, like, we are, don't do podcasting here, but some of those points that you're making, especially like establishing credibility, top of mind awareness, enhancing, you know, your image and your brand by inspiring referrals from that. I mean, very similar to what we're doing here at Reminder Media. And I love you guys' kind of take on it that you even said at the beginning of the podcast that the podcast, the leads will come from doing podcasts consistently. You don't do a podcast to generate leads necessarily. Like you can't think of it in that way, even though it's going to be the, the, the impact of doing something like this consistently that will eventually lead to the leads. But this type of, you know, points that you're making is so aligned to what we're doing from the perspective of it's all about consistency creating value and because you're creating value you're elevating people's brands so let me ask you this matt how would someone get started so those are the why someone should do a podcast but you know how does someone actually get started what do they need you know a lot of our people listening to would have no idea like where they should actually post their podcast what equipment they should use how would someone actually start a podcast well surprisingly enough apple earbuds are the easiest way to start a podcast um, they have this insanely wonderful microphone and you can basically just record on a voice recorder. Uh, we use a program called audacity, which is a free download. Uh, it's basically allows you to edit things. Um, but then you can go crazy, right? So it, it can be as simple as just doing, uh, you know, some Apple earbuds or you can get like a Yeti microphone, which is a USB microphone. Uh, you have an upgraded microphone there. I can see that. Uh, that's probably a hypercardioid or cardioid microphone. Uh, it's I actually have no idea, so that but that sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to nerd out just real quick here. Uh, so uh, every microphone is going to have a different sound, and you do need to test different things. Like Kirk is using a Shure SM58, which is a standard microphone for performances. Kirk could literally throw that mic across the room knock somebody unconscious, pick that mic up, and it still sounds the same. <laughs> now, my microphone is a little bit different because I do a lot more podcasts. Um, I've got a Sterling ST-155. It's about three times as expensive as Kirk's. Uh, but I also have a uh, eight-track mixer over here on my right that feeds into an AGO3 Yamaha, which is a USB interface. So again, you can get pretty darn nerdy. But here's the great thing. We're going to tell you everything you need for free. Every single solitary piece of equipment going from bare bones to go nutso uh, is in a, a, a free white paper that we have. That's on topadvisormarketing.com, Advisor You, and it's how to start your own financial podcast. Um, it's an absolutely, so it doesn't matter what you do, insurance, professional, real estate, it's all the same stuff. Um, you can get into it as easy as, you know, 50 bucks for a, a pretty standard USB mic, or you can spend thousands and thousands of dollars on it. You know, which you don't um, really need, which you don't need to do. Yes. Which well, you don't. And none need. of us have. 
I would yeah. make the point, yeah, like for us, when we started our podcast, we started in a closet. I mean, actually, you guys can't mm-hmm. see behind me right now. It looks maybe kind of like I have this set, which I kind of do. But I mean, I'm literally in a, a storage room. I have like magazines mm-hmm. across the boxes of magazines across me. So, you know, it might look like there's a ton of money going into like the production stuff like that. It's really not. It's really quite simple. And I think a lot of times what keeps people from starting things is they get overwhelmed thinking it's like, I don't understand. They hear eight track mixer and stuff like that. Oh, tech, I can't afford that. The reality of what you said, what you said, Apple, I, I like earbuds or whatever, have the nice mic. You could literally do it that way. Um, and just started. So let me ask you guys this. Okay, so, you know, they can start literally for free. They can go to, and we'll link to that white paper in our show notes because I think that's awesome. Everything you need to start a podcast. They know the benefits. What keeps people from starting a podcast and how do they go about implementing one? Meaning like, you know, you're telling everybody listening to this that a podcast can help them in these five ways. What's the main thing that you guys see that holds people back from starting a podcast? And what would you tell them? I just think it's fear. Um, you know, I, a lot of people will tell me, Matt, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. You know, Kirk's going to, uh, we're, we're, we'll, we'll flesh that out a little bit more today. Um, I don't know if people can see the screen that Kirk is sharing, but we use a, a very specific tool called MindMeister uh, that allows us to uh, basically unpack an entire podcast. So we can do it in about seven to eight minutes. So we can do a mind map for a 30 to 40 minute podcast in literally no time at all. Um, you know, I want to rewind just a little bit because, because fear is the big thing. Um, but I, I just want to take a, a second to talk about best practices just because, um, nowadays, th- those of you who aren't doing a podcast, who aren't really active on social media, um, you have to understand that communication has fundamentally changed, right? Um, you have to communicate to your clients and prospects in the medium in which they are at and use when they're there. And that's what, man, Luke, when we interviewed you and you talked about what you guys do at Reminder, you have staying power, right? I'm going to be brutally honest. Most social media posts don't have staying power. But the only thing that has the level of staying power is your cool freaking publications is a podcast, right? People binge listen to a podcast. Uh, They're evergreen, right? Uh, you really want to make sure that you're putting out, you don't have to put out timely information. You put out time less information. So, so fear, you just got to get over it. Uh, unless you suck. That, that's and, a and great I, point. Yeah, can I, can I backtrack you on that? Cause I'm, yeah, lear- yeah. I'm learning myself here, guys. If you can, if you watch our YouTube video, you'll see me typing notes as these guys are talking. Cause I have a podcast myself. So I'm trying to learn from the experts. So you said not necessarily timely content, but timeless mm-hmm. content. Could you explain that a little bit more because we I think about that all the time like how timely do I have to be you know in the content we're producing to get engagement like what have you guys seen from that and could you unpack that a little bit more for us yeah it's I'm it's a it's the Netflix effect it's binge watching right so we know that a person so we've done 120 podcasts Kirk and I uh with top advisor marketing I know that if somebody comes into podcast 90 the probability of them going all the way back, because we hear this a lot, go all the way back and listen to podcast number one and just binge listen to them. If we did something that was incredibly timely uh, and for the people who hire you and who hire us, because we have a very, very similar market demographic, um, you know, do you want, if you're a real estate agent, do you want to just talk about the listings that you have right now? I would say no, 
You would want to talk about all the things leading up to the listing, all the things that happen during the sale, all the things that happen after the sale. What does staging look like, right? Uh, color schemes, paint schemes, new trends, anything like that. Now, that's where people are going to dial in, right? That's where people, and especially with what Kirk said about a niche, right? He calls it niche because, you know, he's Canadian. But um, <laughs> so, you know, with, with, a, with a niche... Um, if you're a real estate agent who works as a transition specialist, everything you do on a podcast should be about being a transition specialist. Tell stories, make it personal. Um, and that's where the timeless aspect comes in. And, and Luke, your articles, some of those in there are totally timeless. I, I mean, agree. when I remember when you do, when you sent Kirk and I the magazine, it was really, really funny. Kirk, Kirk and I, we got it almost at the same time. And, and we both got on a, on a Skype cause we do everything on Skype and we're like, dude, this is an amazing magazine. Like, look at, look at the quality. Look at, like, I, Guys, I didn't this. even and, pay him to say this. I didn't even pay no, Matt dude, Kirk to say, all right, well, keep going. <laughs> well, I just think, I think it's hysterical because you asked us, both of us specific questions about our things that we like. And this magazine, this kick-ass magazine shows up in my mailbox with articles of things that I liked. I was like, dude, you guys, you guys nailed it. Anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. No, that's the awesome. other thing that's really important, uh, to, to make sure in preparation, uh, for creating timeless, um, stuff is you need to tell stories and you need to be interesting. I, I'm, I, this is going to sound really crass and I, I apologize, but if you are not an excitable, interesting, energetic person, don't do a flipping podcast. Okay. Uh, do something else, uh, write, um, hire somebody else to do it for you, right? Uh, you just have to bring so much energy to a podcast because all you have is your voice. No, I think that's a great point. And I think, you know, I always say this on the sales side because my passion is sales, right? So I love phone sales. I love that type of stuff is it's all about how you say it, not really about what you say. And people get so much from your inflection and your tone. And that's why radio DJs, you know this, obviously, because you're radio. That's why they smile. That's why they smile through the, through the microphone because they know people can feel mm -hmm. that. Well, let me let me ask you something then, because a lot of our people listening to that would keep them from doing a podcast. So mm -hmm. would you say because you're not necessarily an extrovert, it's the wrong way, but because you're not bubbly or because you're not like super high energy, you shouldn't do a podcast or th should they do more of a niche podcast of maybe it's more like a how to. So if you're super analytical and dry, but your expertise are the numbers, like can you give and I'm not even positive myself, but could someone give that caveat that goes, hey, I'm going to teach you on this podcast. This is going to be a teaching podcast, not necessarily a personality podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the perfect example for the for this show. <laughs> I am I am pretty I'm fairly dry. I mean, I've been doing this for a while now, so I'm better than I used to be. But if you listen to my first podcast, Matt propped me up. And sometimes Matt props me up for the first couple of minutes until I get going, right? I'm one of those get going guys when I get going. They used to call me the train when I played soccer because I after I got by a couple of guys, I was even harder to stop. Anyhow. Um it's the same with, with talking about marketing. The more passion I start to draw, the, the more excitable I get. But I have Matt and Matt. And, and one of the neat things about what we do is, is we have Eric and Matt and we have other podcast guests like co-hosts who are there with the advisor doing the podcast with them to take that pressure away. That's a great point. So that, that greatest fear is for most people is gone. It doesn't mean you still don't have to get better. You do. And, and a good thing is you can see, you know, I usually don't wave my hands, but when I'm on a podcast with Matt, 
I start talking with my hands more, you, and that's you can't when help you're yourself. Doing a good job. Yeah, that's when I know I'm doing good. It was when my hands start moving around. I think you know a great point to make for our audience listening to this is maybe they don't have someone they could do the podcast with, which I always say you can find somebody, so that's an excuse. But if you don't, think about like interviews. Like Think about if you're a real estate agent right now and your podcast could be interviewing the other local businesses in your community. I mean, just how, I mean, simple idea, but there it's easier for you. You don't have to really think about it. You got your interview questions. You can prep beforehand and interview. I always think, and you guys correct me if you think I'm wrong here, but one of the things I'm learning in doing this podcast, Stay Paid with Reminder Media, is people just want authenticity. They don't mind if you mess up. They don't mind if you're not the smartest or the brightest person in the room, but they they want it to be real. They want to know what Luke really believes and what Kurt really believes and Matt really believes. And even if they disagree, they still can connect because there's tons of things I watch on TV that I disagree adamantly <laughs> with, meaning like the opinions or something like that. But I still watch it because, you know, it's in entertaining or it's enjoyable or whatever, but it's an authentic. And I, and I know, you know, that's overused probably today about being authentic and being yourself. But I would just drive home the point that, you know, just be who you really are and you're going to attract the tribe of people that connect with that. Does that make sense? Meaning like you're going to attract people who are in your tribe and those are the people you're going to do business with. And that's where you're going to create this culture, this community, as Seth Godin would say. Mm -hmm. There's a great parks and rec quote. Uh, I'm a huge park and recreation fan. And uh, they're talking about there's a podcast for everybody on everything. If all you need to be is passionate. So, so I don't think you guys, it comes from here. It doesn't come from here. So your podcast has to come from your heart. And if your heart connects to your brain because you're going to nerd out like I just did with the, the podcasting equipment, right? People know that I'm passionate about it. You don't have to be an, a, an extrovert. You have to be passionate. That's all we ask for for you to be successful. And Luke, with what you're talking about, having a co-host, having two voices, we have found is the most successful way to uh, engage an audience because as Kirk said at the beginning of the podcast, it's kind of like they're just sitting on a fly on the wall, right? And they're eavesdropping in on a conversation that they're very interested in hearing. So no matter if you're a real estate agent, if you're an insurance professional, or if you're a financial advisor, uh, very quickly, insurance professionals are a perfect example. I don't want you to talk to me about whole life insurance. Please, dear God, don't talk to me about term <laughs> rates and blah, blah, blah. Talk to me about life. You are a life insurance agent. Don't sell me on death. Don't talk about death. Talk about life, the benefits of life. Yeah, it's awesome. Dude, I just thought of another great application of a podcast as I'm talking to you guys about, you know, you know, partnering up with somebody. Imagine if you're a real estate agent listening to this right now or insurance agent and you partner up with a real estate agent. Like you're an insurance agent and you partner up with a financial advisor. Why that's so beautiful. I'm all about like you think of our businesses, right? There's synergy in our businesses, guys, and we can help each other. I'm not doing podcasting for people and they're not doing magazines and, and, you know, digital magazines, stuff like that. There's synergy here, right? And so they can spread my brand to their audience. I can spread my brand to theirs. Imagine you with your financial advisor in your community and now you're reaching his audience as the insurance agent and he's reaching yours. So that's a way to spread your brand and to generate leads just by getting a co-host that's in another business that's synergistic to yours. So I think that's amazing. So talk to me guys about, you talked about implementation, 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 and then you talked about letting it work. 
Uh, can you guys elaborate on those two points that you mentioned before we got on this podcast? You know, what, what do you mean by implementation, implementation, implementation? One of the things that happens with advisors is, and then we've talked about before is the site right before we get on the start of recording is that when advisors, and we were talking with some, another uh, amazing PR guy earlier today, Matt and I were, this comes up where advisors start something and they don't follow through. And I'm beating up advisors because that's who we work with, but it happens to, to everybody. Right. Every to industry. Real estate and every, every industry, every business owner. And it's hard to understand that momentum and consistency and authenticity, those things, those are what build the momentum. You have to keep going. The results will happen. And, and Luke, I think you mentioned earlier that, you know, 95, you know, a lot of people get 95% of the way there and they quit. Oh yeah. It's heartbreaking. Right. And if you're doing the right things and they make a lot of sense, you have to do it, but there's little things you can do to make it better. Right. You can make sure you're doing some, you're sharing on social media and make sure you're sharing the right way. You know, make sure that you're sending out an email from time to time, letting people know that your podcast exists and that you're doing good stuff. You know, make sure that you have email addresses for all the people you know. I can't believe how many people I, I talk to that don't have email addresses for all their clients. <laughs> I mean, well, shit, not their clients or prospects, you know, people, you know, people or centers of influence. Like everybody you, you know needs to be on your list, Yep, needs to have been invited to your social media channel, stuff like that, right? So that, that's a big one. Another one is networking. We had a guy, um, a recent podcast uh, starter who started a podcast, and he went to a, a BNI meeting, I think it was, Matt, and he introduced the fact that he was doing, started his own podcast, and somebody who wanted to work with him for years but who had never reached out, listened to the podcast, said, finally, um, I should have been working with you a long time ago, and they started a relationship. He got a new client. It hadn't even hit the social media, I That's don't incredible. think, before he had a new client. Yeah, The story isn't that you should expect a lead the first day. The story is, is you have to be out there implementing your stuff everywhere. You should be talking about your podcast. It, you should be sharing it with, with your clients, your friends and family. Um, you know, put a little you know postcard in your mailers that are going out to your clients and say, Hey, you know, don't forget to listen to our podcast. You know, we got a new one coming out every Friday, whatever it happens to be, or, you know, every second Friday, just make sure that people understand that you're in business and you're doing things and you're sharing and, and invite them. So those are, that's a big part of implement. And the next one is, is don't start and stop. So if you're going to start podcasting, let it work. Matt and I, it's taken really 18 months is where we started to see some more consistent um, results. That's and when I mean know. results, I mean, yeah, I mean, more centers of influence asking to be on our show. Uh, our numbers start going up more. We start getting people who are finding ways to connect, you know, reach out through LinkedIn and connect with us. Uh, some of those turn out to be opportunities. Most of them are turn out to be good opportunities. We don't get a lot of people who contact us who are, you know, asking for stuff that were not a good fit. So we're, I know our stuff is qualifying advisors and, and opportunities, which is incredible too. Uh, a lot of advisors forget about and, and real estate agents forget about the value of good marketing and branding too. Right. Is that you attract just the people who are going to be right for working with you. Yep. So those are big. And, and, and one of the best things to implement, and you talked about this, uh, about how you could partner with another profession and right away you've doubled your audience. What if you invite guests regularly? 
So if you were doing two podcasts a month, what if ever once a month it was you once a month it was a guest, maybe it was a lawyer, an accountant, uh, a yoga person, a, a a dietitian. I mean, if you're if we're going to be talking about life, and advisors really struggle trying to move beyond their expertise sometimes and yeah, they're value super analytical. Yep, super analytical, yeah. not relationship driven a lot of times. Absolutely, but if you can if you can invite guests. And they, and what's going to happen after that show? They're going to feel like like rock stars on your show because you know in our show, for instance, we have a professional voice that introduces us. We've got music. Matt starts it off with a you know wonderful energy. We have a we have we have lists typically. We stick to the map so we know that everybody's going to get a ton of value. And we teach that to all of our, our advisors who are podcasting. The outcome is you're going to make them look tremendous, and they're gonna they're gonna say yes. You're going to help them be become prepared. It's going to be a great experience because you're going to have lots of energy and it's going to be professional. What are they going to do? They're going to share it with their audience. You just, you just added, you know, hundreds of people who are now going to see your stuff. And if you're organized, you will have sent them a profile sheet and say, you know, thanks for being on our show. Here's the stuff you got to compare. Make sure you have, you know, warm glass of water. Um, you know, you're, you're ready to go. You're standing up. You've got a decent microphone. Um, you've planned out what you're going to talk about. You know, and you're, you're going to, you're going to tell your social person that they're going to share your stuff. Um, and you're going to send out an email letting everybody know that you were on a podcast. Yes. If you tell them all those things, they're likely to implement those things. That's another big part of implement, right? It's amazing. So, and I would make the point that, um, all this doesn't take a ton of time. Like as you guys are listening to this, don't think, I mean, I literally spend, what would you say, Mark, two hours a week on doing two podcasts, if that. Uh, meaning like, so it doesn't take a lot of time. You can literally like this podcast here, you know, we'll go for 30 to minutes to an hour, but it's not a ton of time for a ton of return in listening to you speak. I mean, you can literally guys, it's so funny when I listen to, you know, really successful people talk, you can replace what they're talking about the, the podcast with so many things in life. You can replace it with sales. You got to be consistent. You can replace it with going to the gym. You can't do something one time and get a healthy body by going to the gym. It takes consistency, but yet so many of us who listen to this still give up. It's, it's so crazy to me how we know like the principles of life remain so true in so many different, you know, whether it's industries, work, career, life, but yet we give up so soon on these things. So guys, I'm going to, you know, ask you these questions because I ask everybody who comes on from an interview perspective, the same two questions, because I'm always curious myself to hear the answers. One is everybody is always looking for the magic formula for success, right? And, and we always know that, that there's no magic formula that doesn't exist. But I'm curious to hear from you guys, is there a routine that you've done in your life over your years of experience and now building top advisor marketing? Is there something that you do from a routine standpoint, whether it's daily or weekly, that has really driven success in your business and your personal life? To be honest, my routine is I don't have a routine. I'm, I try to be creative and always be building and I come back to that stuff, but I'm not, I'm not a routine person except I guess one thing I can say is every day I wake up, I feel good about that day and I approach it and I don't think I do that. I just, I'm just like that. Mm. And I never let, I try not to let things get me down. Um, you're going to have good and bad life and business. So I guess if anything, I always wake up feeling like that day is going to be a great day and good things are going to happen. I don't have to cheer myself up. I just, I'm like that, but I try to be creative 
find ways to be creative as much as I can with ways to grow the business, uh, how we help people, how we develop brands for people. Um, that's the best I can offer there. I'm sure Matt's got uh, some that's good awesome. stuff. Uh, yeah, well, I, it probably doesn't surprise you. One of the reasons why Kirk and I work so well together is because I'm the exact opposite. Uh, <laughs> so I'm a very routine based person. Um, one of the, one of the things that I do, uh, and I'll go daily and then I'll go a little farther out is, is I meditate every single solitary day. So I'll meditate anywhere from 30 minutes to 45 minutes every single solitary morning after I wake up and I get my kids off to school. Uh, it is my time to, to, to basically collect, just collect myself. Um, it's, uh, it's just very, it's just very, very important to me. And it also allows me to, uh, prepare for the day. Meditation for me isn't all about being quiet. Uh, it's about it's about having the right mindset. So, for instance, uh, Tuesdays are my management day uh, today. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm managing my team today, and I know when I go into uh, Tuesdays, that's what Tuesday is, and I know what Wednesday, Thursday, Friday look like. You know, I have very specific podcasting days where I'm doing very very heavy podcasts, and then last but not least. Um, I, I believe if you don't know where you want to go, you're never, ever going to get there. So I, I do a, every year or as needed, I will update my ideal day and I make it one page long and it will be exactly the way that I want my life to be from when I wake up in the morning to when I go to sleep at night. Uh, everything from taste, smells, touches, different things that it looks like. I try to do my best to to uh, put myself in that situation uh, because as I'm going through the day, um, little things pop up that reinforce that I'm living this ideal life that I'm working very hard towards little things like, um, you know, some things happen with Kirk and I today. Um, and it's funny cause he hates it when I get sappy, but I got sappy on him today, uh, because I actually really care about the guy a lot. And, um, and he, you know, that's part of my ideal day. I, I want to live my genuine self. In fact, in fact, that's one of our company values is, is we hired you for you. I want you to be you. I don't want you to be somebody else because when you're you, you're your best you. Uh, and we try to do that every day. I love that. And that translates so well to being applicable on a podcast, being you. That's so That's so good. So yeah. last question for you guys is knowing what you know now. I mean, you have 17 plus years, 20 plus years experience in branding and, and marketing and financial advising. What would you go back and tell younger Kirk? What would you go back and tell younger Matt? And, and I'm always curious to hear what people say because, you know, you have experience now. What would you tell your younger self, you know, whether it's to avoid or to invest more into? What advice would you give? I would have said share more and more often is mm -hmm. earlier. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest one. And and don't teach everybody. Don't just teach people about what you think, you know, teach them about lessons you've learned too. Oh, that's great. Right. Yeah. Well, first off, I would have invested in Yahoo and Google. <laughs> uh, but that's <laughs> Me too, totally, man. Totally different. Yeah. Maybe Apple um, as well. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Apple as well, especially when it went back down to like nothing. Yeah, right? seriously. Um, so uh, I've got, I've got two, two quick things. Um, number one is, you know, Luke, when, when you were on the podcast, I remember a colleague of mine saying, why do you have him on the podcast? He's your competition. <laughs> First off, we really don't do, but we are in the marketing space, right? Sure, I mean, yeah. You Everybody's competing for wallet share for sure. Yeah. But, but you can't handle every single solitary advisor that needs your services. And I can't either. Correct. So we do live in a world of abundance. Okay. And, and I really do believe that an abundance mindset makes a huge difference. And then the, the one thing that, man, I wish I would have figured out a lot sooner is it's not about me. 
I would slap myself and beat myself as a young person, probably from the age of probably 12 That's up until maybe last year, uh, where everything was about me, right? I own my own company. My company was me. And then when Kirk and I got together and we merged, this feeling of relief that it wasn't all about me, that we were building something much larger and much greater than ourselves, that the spotlight doesn't have to be on Matt. It doesn't have to be on Kirk. If we shine the light on all of our team, and we've got a really impressive team now, um, man, it's it's the old saying, a rising tide lifts all boats. I was so tired of being the only boat in the water. That's so awesome. And I would even add to that, that it's so freeing when life switches from being about you to being about something greater than you, a cause that's greater than you, whether it's the people you're helping or whatever you're living for. It's so freeing because when you wake up every single day and it's about you, well, then it's all about, you know, what did I do today to get get ahead? What did I do today to make myself successful? And it's so freeing to let that go. I can testify to that in my own life. Guys, this has been amazing. I mean, you've laid down some really, really solid advice for helping people really start a podcast and the benefits of it. Tell them where they can find you because I want people to find you because if they don't want to get into podcasting from themselves doing it, I know you guys offer that service. And, you know, I want to plug that for you guys because I know you guys are experts at this. I actually took a ton of notes myself myself and I'm going to apply them to our own podcast. Um, but tell them where they can find you, whether it's on social media or your website that go ahead and plug that for them. Uh, Kurt, I'll, I'll take that real quick. And, and so, um, the best thing to do really is to follow Kirk and I on LinkedIn. Uh, we are, we are very, very prolific. We put lots and lots of stuff out there. Uh, Kirk is an amazing writer. He's always putting out wonderful thought leadership. And then of course the top advisor marketing podcasts, uh, which you can find on iTunes. Uh, actually, you can find it anywhere if you just type in Top Advisor Marketing Podcasts. Um, then you'll be able to listen and experience what it's like uh, to listening to a podcast that, that we hope is, is good. Uh, Kirk, what else would you add? Go to our website, which is topadvisorm.com. M is in marketing, so topadvisorm.com. In the top right, there's our link to our podcast if you don't want to type it in. And there's also a button there called Advisor U. And Advisor U allows you to uh, experience a whole bunch of free resources and thought leadership papers, our podcast lists. There's a couple of webinars in there, recorded webinars, all kinds of great stuff for you guys. And whether you're, no matter what business you're in, if you're listening to Luke's thing and you want a little bit of extra help or looks, would like some more resources, there's lots of free stuff there that's got um, lots of thoughtfulness put into it. Love it. Matt, Kurt, thank you guys so much for being on the show. I know there's a ton of value here. Guys, thank you for listening to this episode of Stay Paid. Please go to iTunes, subscribe, share it with a friend. Wherever you listen to your podcast, please subscribe and share it, rate it, review it, because if the more you review, rate, and share, the more people that are impacted by it. And our goal for Stay Paid is to really share our knowledge and share what we've learned and interview great minds in the business. And so we can build this community of people who are sharing to help each other grow, because I love what Matt said. It really is a world of abundance, and there's plenty out there for all of us. And so please go to iTunes, rate and review it, and share it with a friend. If you want to find my me, on social media. You can find me at Luke Acre. You can find Reminder Media at Reminder Media. We would love to connect with you and hear from you. I'm going to close out this podcast with the action item, guys, because you know at Stay Paid, we always want to close with an actionable item for you to take action on in your business. Here's what I would tell you. Sit down this week 
and map out what your podcast would be if you did one. I'm not telling you you have to start one this week, but what I would say is take action, spend 30 minutes to go, what are the things that I'm passionate about that I could talk about all day long with my friends and my family, and map out if you did a podcast, what would it be? And then guys, seek out Matt and Kurt because they can really help you take it to the next level and implement it in your business. And I agree with them, guys. It's the sum of little things that add up to big wins. The podcast won't be a big win necessarily for you right away from generating leads, just like doing American Lifestyle Magazine. It's not going to be a major win right away. It's not that it doesn't happen, but you can't run your business that way. It's the sum of little things you do every single day. The podcast, our magazine, email marketing, those sum of little things is what adds up to big success. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. So take action on that today. 